Hey, this is Chad Brown. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate On Demand, presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of MySpecialMortgage.com. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Chad and Nate. music Dan Jacobs well now I, I I almost feel like I need to bring this show in a little slower there you go Dan Dan Jacobs and Matt Smith but it's too exciting it's too exciting it's free agency day I'm too amped up to be this uh this laid back hey Matt Smith <laughs> it's just setting the mood Dan it's just setting the mood That's yeah how, how are you Matt Smith I'm doing well, Dan. How are you doing this morning, buddy? Well, I'm 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 all excuse amped. Me, Judge, up. excuse me, Your yeah. Honor. Your Your Honor's fine. Yeah, that was a little that was a little informal. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. That's I know. Well, I know you got to be geeked up. I you know, you probably have you slept? Have you did you get a few winks in, Matt? It's uh, I know you've been you know, prepping for this day. It's Avs free agency or not? It's NHL free agency. Which you know, let's be honest, the Avs are the only team that matters, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I got some sleep, but I was I was definitely excited as as I went to bed last night just thinking about what we could wake up to this morning. No huge news this morning. Last night's late news kind of carried us into the morning, but it's starting starting to trickle in slowly here, Dan, and we've got about an hour, a little less than an hour left to go till free agency. Yes. And now it is interesting though, you had mentioned I don't I don't I don't want to believe it. Because I, I'm the, probably the biggest proponent of Nazem Kadri in the market. I think there is, well, because everybody turncoated in the media, turncoated on him last year. And I think there's a little maybe re- resentment of the egg on the face. But realistically, acknowledging the fact, the role that he played, I was talking to Will Peterson and Scrappy Will over, over the weekend. He was saying, you know, he's the sixth best player on the team. I said, are you out of it? You know your mind. Nazem Kadri, they don't win the cup without him. You know, outside the injury, he may have been the team MVP. So I want him to come back. I don't think it's realistic. But now we wake up today. I guess you heard late last night they're actually making. It doesn't seem like it's going to work because they don't have enough money. But a push to actually bring him back. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, that was one of the biggest surprises to me last night. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet on his 32 Thoughts kind of blog. He's he's NHL's, like, the, their version of Woj. Last night, he said that Colorado is still in talks with Nazem Kadri's agent in an effort to find a way to make a deal work, Dan. And that really surprised me because late last night, Evgeny Malkin decided to go back to Pittsburgh. And by doing that, that's one really big name out of the center market and so that would mean you'd have more suitors for Kadri most likely at a higher number and I was surprised to see that the abs were still in talks because this cap space is dwindling now I know that they love him and they want to bring him back but sometimes with this hard cap tough decisions had to be made and and we've kind of all been operating under the assumption that the money's just not going to be there I mean I do the math over and over and one thing Friedman noted is that to bring Kadri back would most likely require major surgery, quote-unquote, which who knows what exactly that means. We can get into what that might look like. But we've heard that they're still working with Kadri's representatives. I do believe Kadri's going to uh, let 
his agent field offers when free agency opens here in less than an hour. But the Avs are still in the running, which, I mean, that's great to hear, obviously, for Avalanche fans because this is a guy who proved himself invaluable to this team as, you know, kind of a, a heart and soul guy, a great guy for the room, and, and one heck of a hockey player. I mean, he finishes the year with over 100 points, regular and postseason combined. So if you can find a way to bring him back and lock up that second-line center spot, that'd be a big deal. The other name we're hearing that, that, that they're still in talks with Dan is Josh Manson. Well, actually, so we just heard from Adrian Dater, our good friend on Twitter. Josh Manson has signed with the Avs per league source. So that Dater would, just broke that? He just broke that. So that would, that would close the door on Nazem Kadri, right? Not necessarily. Well, how much does that- Manson make? Well, we'll see what the numbers are. I'm guessing it's going to be around four to five million. But wow, what a big, big signing that is for Joe Sackick to get Manson locked up. Dan, we had heard that he would potentially be open to taking a hometown discount in Anaheim, which his wife is from the area. There's there was a thought that maybe they would want to go back there. There were reports out that they were interested in it. But wow, what a big move by the Avalanche to lock up Josh Manson because as we know, playing really good defense in front of average to slightly above average goaltending is the key to success for this group and losing Manson would have been a big loss. So wow, what a big move by Sackick combined with the helm move we heard about an hour ago. Big news for the Avs. Yeah, and by the way, the wife thing, I've been covering sports in this town for, I don't know, 25 years. More often than not, it doesn't matter where the wife is from. When they come to Denver, I can't tell you how many times I've seen wives move to Denver and say, Honey, you want to finish your career wherever you want? We're staying here, all right? The kids yeah, are staying here. Yeah, but that's here. what we saw with Giroux at the deadline, right? I mean, he was interested in Colorado, but his wife said absolutely not. So I guess it can go either way. Yeah, yeah. more more often than not, it, it, it swings the Denver way. I'm telling you that much right now. And maybe it's other sports. Maybe hockey's a little tiny bit different, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, probably 80 to 90% of the time, you'll see athletes, and maybe, maybe I'm inflating that a little bit, but... The wives come here, and they love it, and they never want to leave. And, and they'll even say, hey, you can go work somewhere else for a little while. Play your little game, honey, but you're coming. <laughs> We're staying here. That's all I'm saying. No, it's a, it's a huge pickup for the Avalanche to get Manson back. That really solidifies your top four in your decor. Now there's a thought out there that is Gerard on the market. We shall see. Yeah. So what, what other pieces now are left? Well, Burakovsky is most likely out the door with Manson back in. That is the top priorities outside of Kadri to bring back. So we'll see what happens there. They still need to figure out whether or not they're going to re-sign a Jack Johnson or find a different option with him at that third-line D-pair spot. But outside of that, I mean, they're pretty close to done. If they can get Manson done, which they have, they got Helmer done, they do need to get Lekkonen and McKinnon done. So those two would be up next outside of Kadri. Well, when would we see McKinnon done, though? I have. I was hoping we would have already seen it done, Dan. Quite frankly, I, that that that's a big one. But if, if they're going to move forward, I don't. Uh, I don't expect to see McKinnon done then for at least a little while. If 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 we've gotten to this point without having that deal done, unless we hear about it in the next hour or so, I'd be surprised to see it done today. 
Right, you'd think he'd be busy doing kind of other things, right? Yeah, I mean, if they look, if they couldn't reach an agreement with McKinnon's team on an extension up to this point, then I think they're just going to move forward with the knowledge that they've got McKinnon at that $6 million number for this year, and they're going to have to figure everything out later. It's obviously less than ideal, but that looks like, unless we hear something differently, Dan, and that Josh Manson news just broke, that that could likely be the case. Yeah, so, all right, so those are the... Hey, hey, it's exciting, and then obviously we should have, I guess, you know, we'll have to be trickling, but I guess kind of a flood of things happening probably about, I don't know, 50 minutes from now, the official, official uh, opening of free agency here at uh, 10 o'clock Mountain Time. And then, uh, hey, coming up next, I want to talk about, we had news on the broadcast deal. There was a settlement conference and I don't think it was good news. I'm just going to tell you that right wow. now. Uh, so on. I would like to address that uh, coming up next. But what I want to talk to you before we do that is the fans fast lane to Cheyenne. We've got the prize package of the year, Matt Smith. Tickets yeehaw. to, yeah, you better yeehaw. Jason Aldean, Dirks Bentley, Kid Rock. Wow. Wow. Nelly? You're talking about Nelly? Wow. Wow. Brooks and Dunn uh, and more at Cheyenne Frontier Days. You, you, so here's how you can win tickets. Thursday and Friday, Schlereth and Evans, Chad and Nate, Stokely and Zach, and The Drive will reveal a different word each show for our Fast Lane to Cheyenne phrase. Just listen for this sound. Now, once all eight words have been revealed, the first caller who can tell us the entire Fast Lane to Cheyenne phrase will win the grand prize and all and all of those tickets. But you'll need to be listening to all four shows, both Thursday and Friday, to get the entire phrase. So you got to be listening, folks. And it is worth it. I mean, think about going to all those shows. That'd be awesome. You know, I'm a big music guy, Matt. So, hey. Oh, you are maybe the biggest music guy I know of. I imagine that you'll be there, you know, VIP passes front row. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, yeah hey, listeners, got to be listening for that. So, all right, coming up next, uh, we'll get into, will you be able to watch your defending Stanley Cup champions on Comcast did. next season? Well, I'll let you know, Matt. It's Chad and Nate on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Dan Jacobs and Matt Smith filling in for Chad and Nate. Uh, the Josh Manson news, Matt Smith, big news here. Want to uh, lay that out again for us, just how big that is for the Colorado Avalanche, getting that done. I know we were talking about last night with Sean Drotar. Like, if if they don't bring him back, they need to find something. So this is good, really good news for Avs fans. Yeah, this is great news. Somebody asked me last night what my biggest question mark was from last night heading into today, and it was Josh Manson because adding uh, re-signing Josh Manson – makes that deal 
for him at the deadline. Really worth it, Dan, because and not that it didn't already. Right. Even if he had walked, it would have been worth it. But I think that now having given up the second round pick and the highly ranked prospect in Drew Hellison, now you feel even better about it. And with Manson back into the fold, we just found out the number that's four years by four and a half million for Manson. I, I, I think I just said I, I believe the number would be between four and five, and it's right in the sweet spot. I think that's a great deal for the Avalanche. It's a good deal for Manson. I, I didn't really understand why the reports were he was so eager to leave, and now we see that he's back in the fold here, and another great move from Sackick and McFarland, who are locking up this team and running it back. I mean, you talk about Cogliano, Helm, now Manson. We'll see what else trickles in here as free agency is set to start in less than an hour. Here coming up at the top of the hour, the clock starts. So for me, Dan, this was my number one priority for today because I didn't believe that Kadri could still come back. But now we're hearing that they are still in talks with his camp. Now we anticipate that they're going to field offers when the clock starts at 10 a.m. here. But the abs are still in the running. So a big morning for the Avalanche and Sackick and McFarland already going to work. Is there any scenario you could see where Kadri says, well, okay, I really want to be here. So you're, you're a little hamstrung this year with the cap, uh, but you're going to be clearing Eric Johnson's salary off next year. You'll have a little more flexibility next year, even though you're going to get the McKinnon deal done. Uh, I'll take a little less this year. Well, it's not as easy to massage the cap, but we'll work this. You know, we'll work the the this deals because I really want to be back. So let's let's be creative. Is is that maybe what they're talking about? You know, I definitely think that you would have to restructure a cadre deal really creatively. I mean, we saw what they did with the Nachushkin deal after his age 32 season, which is five years into his contract, that really starts to tail off. It's much more front-loaded than it is back-loaded, which makes him less of a liability later in his career if his play declines. And for Nachushkin, you get paid the money that you're worth, but you get it up front, right? And you have the longer term, you know, the longer term with the eight years to really break it up. So for Kadri, I think it'll be interesting. Again, I am still going to be surprised if they make it work. There are too many teams that need his services and can offer him way more money. I have always wondered, though, is there something to be said for him now being in a place that has embraced him so completely He's ingratiated himself to the community, and he's never had that in his career up until now. So I do think that's a, that that's a question mark. We know that he loves it in Colorado. He's got you know young kids, and he's he's kind of on the other side of thirty. He'll be thirty two this season, kind of transitioning into that chapter of life. And Colorado's such a great place to be for athletes at that point in their career that you know we typically like to see we see guys like to stay around. So we'll see if they can make it work. It's going to be boy with that. That'd be a morning if they could make cadre work that would be something your head would explode matt your head would i explode. mean i just Mine it too. would be it would be it would be so counterintuitive to what we had thought up until this point that i mean it, it would definitely be a discount if nas comes back so we'll see we'll, we'll keep our eyes on it here dan all right so the good news was josh manson he's coming back now unfortunately we do have some bad news to relay which was yesterday the the representatives for Altitude, which is the television network that carries the Abs and Nuggets, which is owned by Stan Kroenke, which is owned by Important Petit. distinction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Comcast, which is the largest 
uh, carrier of television stuff here in town, they met to see they had what's called a settlement conference. It's basically a mediation. It's non-binding, but it was we we had, we had been hopeful. I, I didn't expect a deal necessarily to get done yesterday because they hadn't met in, I don't know, five or six months. But it was before a federal magistrate named Michael Haggerty. And we had been told time and time again that he has an incredible success rate resolving these types of issues. This was their second uh, meeting before Judge or Magistrate Haggerty, which is basically the same thing as a judge. And... Uh, well, hey, that's good news. They're getting together because they had kept rescheduling this thing. I think it would be res- uh, been rescheduled twice. Maybe we'd get some good news out of that. Unfortunately, reading the tea leaves, from my perspective, not good news. Not good news at all. Comcast, which, I, to my recollection, I cannot, and I'm not saying it hasn't happened, I cannot remember Comcast ever issuing a statement But here's what they had to say. They did issue a statement. Uh, We appreciate the court's efforts to facilitate these conversations. We are fans of the Avs, Nuggets, and Rapids, and we share the Colorado hockey fans' excitement around the Avs' amazing Stanley Cup win. We've presented options for some time to Altitude for how we could carry games without raising rates for all Comcast customers, and we continue to remain open to continuing discussions with altitude. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, so for I me- mean <laughs> it's just going to be the most pathetic thing in the world if they're not on television this year, Dan. I just it's, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I I feel so bad for Denver fans. It sucks so much. And if they first of all, if they're not on television, they better have a streaming option ready to go game 1 and it better have no cakes in it. Well, like, they do have you cannot have that. Well, they do have a streaming option. You could pay 30 or 40 bucks a month right now for Avaca, can you not? Is that their option though? What do you mean their option? I mean, is that is that something that they I know that the whole new Evaca thing is is offered, but don't you have to get like a separate little cable box and all that I crap? Have, Just no give idea. me a streaming service. I mean, like you, the problem here is if you're not on television, you're going to continue to miss out on building your fan base who is now already completely invested after a championship. And and I honestly, like there's a streaming service option that's great, but I mean, Dan uh, they, they're going to have to figure something out, don't they? I don't think they're going to, unfortunately, because I just don't see from my perspective, from a legal perspective, th- there's minimal, minimal pressure on Comcast. The judge has basically already revealed his hand in this case, saying he doesn't put much stock in Altitude's argument. And that, by the way, since right. he... No it, one yeah, has. Right, but since he issued his early rulings... That with, with the continued death of the regional sports network uh, model, yeah. Altitude's hand has gotten worse. It was a losing hand to right. begin with, and it's gotten worse. The only real fear that Comcast has is, well, you know, this very off-off chance that we would have some pre- legal precedent come down against us from an antitrust perspective, which is minute. But hey, maybe yeah. you know, maybe we would want to, you know, come to some sort of agreement. What I'm reading this from yesterday, though, is Comcast saying we haven't budged. We've offered to uh, throw them in a sports tier. They're saying no, so that's it. That's the way I'm I'm reading yeah. those tea leaves. And I think that's that's the right way to read it. I mean, it's just wildly disappointing. I mean, it's just wildly disappointing. And you know, 
look, I've got sympathy for those guys because if they were to just sell their rights, they'd have to fire a bunch of people. But at the same time, the world moves on. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 what is more important? What is more important? Putting your product out there or saving those jobs? I'm just asking you. Like, if you had to, if you had to weigh it, I think that's an interesting decision. Like, I hate to say it, and I have a bunch of friends over there as well, and they're good people. But at the same time, this is not a sustainable business model any longer. And so you either adapt or you die. And having, I mean, would you? When was the last time? A team came off a championship, and their local market the next season was not able. It's to It's embarrassing. Watch. I mean, it's I mean, absolutely it's pathetic, Dan. Yeah, it's pathetic. And, and the and the other team had the two uh, the reigning MVP. That's what I'm saying, man. Don't get me it's upset, man. Really, I, Are you trying I, to get I me upset, Denver fans? Are you trying to get me upset? That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to get my blood pressure. Just up. like Stoke got Zach all riled up this morning. That's what I'm going for. <laughs> that's for you. right. Hey, um, coming up next, uh, there was something, a story about the Broncos that kind of slid under the radar, but I want to talk about that coming up next. But first, let's get the uh, latest from the Rockies with our friend Spilly. You're listening to Chad and Nate on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Dan Jacobs and Matt Smith rolling along here. I want to get to a couple texts real quick. People passionate about this TV deal. And I know, Matt, you. I think you and I both wanted to address some of these. Yeah. Um, you know, because there's always... Nobody cares. Well, I can tell you, people one people do care because I had about five hundred responses, uh, you know, to, to this the uh, tweet I sent out just saying, "Hey, they're meeting," you know, uh, the other night. And but the, here's the response: All you have to do is get Directv. Well, first off, why? There's a couple responses to that. One: Why on earth? Because here's the most common. I've asked. I've asked this question. I've covered this thing probably more than anybody else has. I've talked to yeah. both sides. I've talked to people behind the scene on both sides. I've been complimented by both Altitude executives and by Comcast executives. They said, Dan, you're doing a great job. I don't even know where you get your information, but you're doing a great job. Okay. And I often ask, I say, why is this thing not settled? Like the judges basically said, I don't think your case has any merit altitude, but I can't dismiss all. He dismissed a lot of it. But I can't dismiss all of it right now, so we'll go through the motions, right? Literally. And I said, well, why hasn't this thing just been dismissed? Like, what, what's the problem here? And they, the, the answer, and I give this in all sincerity, the answer I am most commonly given is because Stan is Stan, and you know, basically he's that stubborn. Like, he's not going to be pushed around by Comcast. So why on earth am I going to go through the, the trouble of switching to some other provider. I'm going to change my internet. I'm going to change right. my landline. I'm going to go through a pain in the butt to accommodate some billionaire that is you know, throwing up some no-hope Hail Mary legal case out of spite. Right. He's throwing a tantrum because he can't get his way. I mean, like, I mean, honestly, like, and not only that, great. So I'm going to switch to a subpar streaming provider, right? Or a sub, subpar television provider that requires me to put a satellite on my roof. If I'm in an apartment, I can't do that. That's number one. Number two, if I want to do that in my house, I then need to go get separate internet from my cable. I'm not doing that. Like, I'm so sick of hearing this. Well, just switch to DirecTV. I don't want a worse television service, and Xfinity is the best internet 
in this region. So, yeah, this is a problem, people. Like, I'm sorry that, that, that you don't understand that other people have different ways of viewing it. And actually, to those folks who are like, oh, just switch to DirecTV, Dan, those folks are in the minority by well, a significant 70, margin. Seventy percent of the market should inconvenience themselves and many times – you get a worse pro, you know, a substandard product, or like, like for example, you know, my wife needs the the best internet she can to work from home. She right. gets that through Comcast. There are there are so many reasons, but the, this argument that just shut up and switch seventy percent of Denver should do that because why? Because of Stan Kroenke, right? Get it's out of here! And by the way, I want this is worth repeating. Yeah, yeah. Because early in this early in this process, Altitude's tact was to do to to put on this public relations campaign that the other side was evil and they were blocking this deal. So you know what Dish Network said? Because remember, Dish Network is also does not have a deal on exactly. this. Exactly. So they came out and they said, and I think this might still be up on the website. I'm not sure if they've taken it down because last time I, I looked, I wasn't sure if I was able to find it. They said, you know what? Because they're a Colorado-based company, like their owners start is here. He's they're based here. He says, you know what? We we really take offense to you saying that, but not all of our customers want to watch that channel. So here's here's the deal: Altitude, we will put you on tomorrow. Just give us the word, we'll put you on. We won't charge you anything. Okay, we'll actually eat all the carrying costs, and you can just tell us what to what to charge the customers. And only the customers that want the channel will pay for it. Hey, does it get any more fair than that altitude? Game on. Put your money where your mouth is. Let's go. Yeah, Dan. I mean, and then and then you heard Josh Kroenke come out when he spoke like a month ago or whatever and saying, you know, how 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 horrible they felt about it. I mean, it was all lip service with this thing. And and it's just going to be such a shame if they don't find a way to capitalize on it. I mean, I can't think of any worse business. It's cutting off your nose to spite your face at this point, And the fans are suffering. And it's it's so tone deaf as a billionaire not to really feel what people out there are feeling. And so if you have DirecTV, I'm glad for you that you're able to watch it. That's all well and good, but I'm telling you right now the majority of Denver can't and that's why, Dan, you saw a ridiculous, overwhelming number of fans come out of the woodwork because they've had no reason to be fans up until the playoffs. And here's the thing about the Josh Crocky uh, press conference that really just kind of rubbed me the, the wrong way was, was he, when he said, trust me, we're doing everything we possibly can to get this thing resolved. A hundred percent. It's not true. Don't, don't stand up there and, and lie to us. Okay. And here's how I, I know that's not true. Determined. That was a lie. This is how I know it's not true. They, they, they did what was called a scheduling order last late November, early December, right? Which is basically like, hey, this is how, your honor, we've both gotten together. We would agree this is how we want this case to proceed. Motions weren't for another year. And here's what the judge said, and this is a fairly rare occurrence. He said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Both you guys get into court. I want to see both you guys. And the purposes of this hearing is to discuss what you guys have done to resolve this case and what you're going to do to resolve it in the future. And when he dragged their butts into court, it's called sua sponte, on its own accord, the, on the, you know, it wasn't a, a motion from the parties. It was on, sure. the, on the court's motion on its own. He said, get your butts down here. I want to talk to you about what you have done to resolve this case. You know what they said? Eh, nothing. But 
but right. we're going to go to mediation. Now you're going to go to mediation. Right. And now and they, since and then, then. they delayed it. And then they delayed it well, again. They, yeah, they did one. And But if you had any. So if Josh Kroenke was telling the truth, oh, we're doing everything we possibly can to, to resolve this thing, you think you might meet again within sooner than six months. Yeah. Are you I kidding know. me? I, he, I mean, I understand he, he, when he came out and people said, oh, well, Josh Kroenke, why doesn't he speak more? He, he seems uh, pretty good. Yeah, he came off well-spoken. But if you're, if you're going to be that disingenuous, I don't need to hear from you, Matt. I couldn't agree with you more. And, I mean, you see the reaction on the text line. People agree, Dan. I mean, this is people have, are fed up. They've had it, right? And now, if you don't capitalize off this window, I mean, I, I'm curious out there. Hit us up with the RamosLaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. Will your perception change if you can't watch this team on television following the championship season? The problem is, I think the perspective of Stan Kroenke is... I don't care about public perception. He didn't care about. This is a guy who's from Missouri, went, bought the his hometown team, and moved it out of state. He said, "I literally don't care. I understand. I will now instantly become the most hated man from my home state. I don't care what people think. They hate him in Europe for the Arsenal. They hate him in Missouri. People are are not fond of him here right now because I think they severely." Uh, miscalculated like the vitriol that people would have if they weren't on TV. They're like, we don't care. We we uh, run our teams with a spreadsheet. That's how we do business. It's all about the bottom line. If we can win, we'll win. Uh, James Merrillat said it. He used to be in the meetings. We're here to win and make money and not in that order. That's a quote from how they do business over there, Matt. It's sickening. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Look, I, you know, we're, we're absolutely bashing them. And, you know, this is the owner who had the most successful year in sports, right? I mean, the guy won the won the Super Bowl. They won the Stanley Cup. They have the NBA MVP. They do such a good job in so many other ways. They've got to figure this out. This is such a key part of engagement with your teams and your fan base and not to capitalize on the momentum that they have. It it awoke a beast. I mean, the amount of ab stuff I've seen all over town, even still, it's actually taken me by surprise. So, again, this is this has got to be top of their priority list moving into the next year. And, I mean, credit these guys. We just heard, look, they're not afraid to spend money on a team, right? Like, they just signed Josh Manson. They brought back Darren Well, Helm, but that's right? within a cap, right? They, they're going to spend cap money. Sure. It's like Josh says. Or not Josh. Uh, uh, um, Marilat says. Right. Okay, going over. Are, are they spending money they don't have to spend? Or, you know sure. what I mean? Are they doing that? Sure. And, but, but the point here is that they've been willing to go out and put good people in places of management. Like, I, I would say that, that as far as running the teams, I understand you could make your arguments about the Nuggets, but they've tried. Like, they went all in. They just went all in with the wrong guys, right? So so now you look at the Avalanche. They did everything textbook, by the book. Sackick had full support from the top down as far as team building. But this part is such a crucial missing piece. Like, I would love to go home at night and just kick on the television. Who wants to pull out their computer and pull up a streaming service? Like, really, I'm just saying, give it to me in the most convenient way possible and figure out a way to make it happen. 
All right. Well, you did it. You did get my blood pressure up. Good. Matt Smith. All right. Had to, had to make sure you were awake this morning, Dan. All right. So coming up next, let's get to that story I was talking about. Everybody says that uh, Coach Hackett is just this fun-loving, jovial guy, but he actually it seems like he put his foot down on something. We'll talk about that next. Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Chad and Nate. We're about 15 minutes away from the official start of NHL free agency, but wanted to want to hit on this. Mike Kliss, uh broke some, well, didn't broke something, but he reported reported a story last night about Coach Hackett kind of changing a policy, so to speak, for the Denver Broncos, and I actually kind of like it. Says the Broncos will hold training. This is uh, Mike Kliss via Pro Football Talk, Matt. Matt Smith and Dan Jacobs filling in for Chad and Nate today. I said, you know what I said, uh, Matt? It, it's hockey. It's a hockey kind of day, free agency. They need to bring in the, the two you know hockey experts, Matt. Right. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yes. and uh, But, you know, also Broncos. So we said, uh, uh, but I was looking at the story. It says the Broncos holding training camp at their team facility for the past few years. So that has meant... The past few years, like, yeah, the past 20. <laughs> right. Uh, 15, 20. Uh, but that has meant the veteran players got to remain at home. But this year, all of the team's players will spend at least the first couple of weeks in the team hotel. Mike Kliss of Nine News and the fans, Football Insider, reports. Beginning in, in 2015, when Gary Kubiak became the head coach, the more experienced veterans began occasionally, uh, uh, vet, Broncos veterans occasionally had the option of staying home. Now, here's the funny part. Guess when that changed? Uh, Vance Joseph was going to, Matt. Mm. He, he was going to, nope, you're in the hotel, guys. And then somehow they talked Vance Joseph out of uh, that policy. Does that, does that shock you, Matt Smith? Yeah, I mean, look, the guy came in relatively inexperienced and without a lot of ground to stand on, so no, it doesn't. Yeah, and then Vic also was kind of a little bit of a pushover on it. He said, well, you got, you got depending on your service time and how long you've been in the league, veterans were allowed to kind of come and go or whatever. So it's kind of been this piecemeal deal, and it's kind of funny. Like, we, we think of Coach Hackett as this pushover. He's just this big, laugh, funny and a ball of energy and field day and this and that. But he's making these guys buckle down. I kind of like it. Building camaraderie. Kind of this, you know, we're all in this together. Kind of a bunker mentality. And they're, they're going to they're gonna be in the team hotel. Well, there's so many new moving pieces this year, Dan. I mean, it's important to start to create the bond and chemistry. And you know what else this does? This really starts to ingratiate the culture reset that will occur at Dove Valley this season. And yeah, Dan, there has been this narrative, well, Hackett, we always see is so positive. Like, what, you know what we'd be saying if if he were out there, you know, being, you know, a curmudgeon and being grouchy like old Uncle Vic used to be? I mean, like, I'm thrilled that that's how Hackett is, and he has no reason to be upset right now. He just got his dream job, right? He's working with Russell Wilson, and, and, and he's got some leeway and a little bit of runway. So for me, I mean, I get why he's happy-go-lucky. Here's what I have to say to all those people. It's like, do you think that he got this far in his football career without the ability to have, you know, to be stern and to be firm and to hold people accountable like no he knows what he's doing like there there's a reason he's up until this point you know why because you don't actually garner respect if 
you're not genuine. You were talking about being disingenuous earlier, right? About for Josh Kroenke being disingenuous earlier, right? right. That's kind of the reason why hard to like the guy, right? Not super likable. Nathaniel Hackett seems completely genuine to me. Like all that rah-rah stuff, I don't see it as an act. That's just who he is. And I'm sure when adversity strikes and it's time to be stern, there's a time and a place for it. There's not really a time and a place to be that way when you just get your dream job and everything's new and exciting. You got Russell Wilson. You're trying to rebuild the culture that was in the toilet for the last six years. So, no, I, I'm I, – look, I don't subscribe to that narrative, and I like the move because they need to start to build this chemistry and reset the culture. You know, I was thinking about this when I saw this last night because John Davis and I were on last night, 6-9, to nine, and we were talking again about this. This thing just keeps popping up and uh, about Russell Wilson. Like we were talking about, yeah – did he did he fly everybody out to his house? Yeah, but then the players got there, and they're not working out at a high school. They're working out at, like, his house has a, a field with guardrails and all that, and it's like, okay, great. Yeah, you're rich. Okay, you know, like, like, is there a jealousy? And then I'm I'm hearing on the way in this morning, right? Like, Mark Flair says, you can dismiss it if you want, but guys do get jealous, of, of a certain amount of things. So it, 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 I, this could, I don't know, potentially. Now, I don't know. Is like Russ going to get an exception or is he going to be there? But is he, is he going to have his own like floor of suites for him and all of his like you know, entourage? Like, like, how will this affect Russell Wilson? I mean, how do you think it'll be for Russell Wilson? Like, will he just be, will he just get a, will he just room with, uh, you know, uh, Brett Ripon well, or the presidential who? suite at the JW Marriott. If that's what, you, if right. that's what you were asking. The, the Inverness. Right, whatever, yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I, I think it's great. For Russ, Russ probably loves it. Russ is all about this stuff. Russ, Russ loves to go to work and build team. And, I mean, there's, a, you know, yeah, he's been on vacation, but but he'll be back. He'll be ready to go. You think Russ isn't excited for this season? I know James has, you know, a little, a little struggles to, to understand that. But at the, same, at the same time, you know, like the, the rest of us do, we get it. We get that there's a time for vacation and there's a time for work. And guess what? Russ works on vacation. So, you know, I got no problem with well, James, I think Russ will love it. James's point was it's not just on vacation. He had to take the jet, you know, the jet back from Monaco to, to catch practice. Yeah, well, he was back. That's the difference. Melvin Gordon was sitting there doing a podcast, picking his butt. Russell Wilson was back to work. Like, what? Yeah, how are you not happy with this guy? Well, he's just he was saying he you know there may be some Russell Wilson fatigue. The point, I guess, is it's what Mark Schler has said. You can try and dismiss it, but guys get jealous. They do. That happens in a football locker room when there's a guy making fifty million and a guy making eight hundred thousand. That's you know not going to be set for life, and another guy flaunting his you know his lifestyle and it's always in your face. Guys get jealous, Matt. That's just well, guess, that's, guess, guess, guess if that matters. It doesn't. And if you got a problem with it to the point where you're jealous and you're you're probably not a very significant impact player on this team in the first place. See, I, I disagree with you there because it became a big problem in Seattle. And you can say that you can be dismissive and can say, well, if you if you have that attitude, that's on you. Well, but is that how championship teams are built? If you allow something like that to exist in your locker room, I would say to you, Matt, you can dismiss it, but then you're probably not going to win a championship. I don't agree. I don't think you can make it. I don't think you can go that far. I really don't. I mean, for me, it's first of all, 
Russell Wilson's coming into Denver with every single person in that locker room just having went through six years of the mud. Everyone knows what the deal is. If anyone's jealous of Russ, it's because he's married to Sierra and living this global megastar life, right? Like Exactly. That's the you point. Know what? But, but you know what, though? That's Those are insecurities from individuals. I've got no worries about that actually being a factor on this team and whether or not that actually has any impact on the football field. And like I said, if it does, you probably shouldn't be here anyway. Well... James's point, and I'm just playing at devil's advocate yeah, yeah, with yeah. James, is it's not right now. No, everything is milk and honey right now. Yeah, I know he's lining up the ammunition there, right? You know, he so is. he can play both sides. You know, like I said earlier, yeah. James, you're you're He'd so be a great politician. You're all, all over the fence. You're, you're so all over the fence. I don't know what part of the fence you're on, James. <laughs> but uh, what he's saying is, you know, uh, if things don't start out perfect, then. It could lead to a crevice, a little, a little right. Little, but little it's rest. not because of all this other stuff that's going on. It's because of it wouldn't have worked on the field, and and Hackett maybe hasn't been able to coach in game. I mean, like there's so many other reasons that I'm going to look to first before that. So, well, here's the thing: if it's just James, and I respect James, you know, I love James. Of course, uh, I, love I, James I, too. I, t- I tell James I had to pay you royalties because about half my show <laughs> is get, getting you on and then uh, getting content from you. So I love James, and I tell James right. that. But if we're just James, it would be one thing. But when I when I hear football people like Mark Schlereth, you know, talk about it, not saying they endorse the idea, but they talk about the realities of something like that. Sure. And Tyler Columbus, yeah. time and time again, talk about it. Yeah, it's just something, Matt. You might have to keep an eye on. I guess you might have to keep an eye on it again, but at this point, like, if you're not on this train, this thing's going. Like, get on or hop off. It's like Stokes said this morning when he was talking about Peyton. It's like when Peyton was in the building, like, people knew you were either on the train or you were off the train. It was going to roll right over you if you didn't get with the program. So it's the same thing with Russell Wilson, except the difference with Russell Wilson is it may be a little less in your face publicly, right? Like, if somebody didn't make Peyton happy, we would know about it. Peyton wasn't shy at hiding his feelings. Russ, I would imagine, would probably Probably do a little bit better job of keeping that stuff in-house because Peyton would, didn't really care. It was all about the work. And so if media was there on the practice field, it didn't really bother him. I don't know that Russ is a guy that will get on you, right? Like, I think Russ has to earn that from his teammates, right? But people don't want to let him down. So as far as being jealous goes of all this stuff, that's great. I mean, if anybody's jealous, I mean, look, I'm jealous too. I'd love to be on a private, you know, a super yacht in Lake Como. Although I do have my appointment booked on that brand new Marilat family yacht that was right. seized, the Russian oligarch yacht yes. that was seized by the government. I heard the Marilat family got a great deal. So they, they, they're, they were kind enough to, to sell me a week on it next week. So I'm headed out to the French Riviera next week. Yeah, well, okay, because it's usually docked down at their uh, compound in Lake Havasu. So they must... Right, okay, right. Well, okay. we had it shipped out. It was actually, yeah. you know, flown out an aerial, the, like that Sky Cruise plane, flew it out to the French Riviera for me. So, you know, there's the Marilat family. Plane. Yeah, there, there is some irony about uh, Marilat, you know, griping about uh, the extravagant vacations of Russell Wilson. Isn't there? Isn't there something yeah, there? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're, you know, hobnobbing at the Taj Mahal, you know, and then back in Denver at work on Monday morning. I mean, it's pot calling, you know, you know, the kettle black there. Exactly. Uh, all right. Coming up next, it's it's going to by the time we come back, NHL free agency will be open. You cannot contain Matt Smith. He is so excited. He will bring you the latest. We will bring you the latest right here on the fan. Hey, this is Nate Jackson. Thanks for checking out Chad and Nate on demand presented by SCL Mortgage, the home of my dot com.